Bay is a small town, only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. We bring you a local field pack fandom oh. to a worldwide audience. I am Sanjay, and alongside me, like always, is Fred and Matt. And we are live here in our home studios, brought to you by Game on Wisconsin, brought to you by <laughs> I don't even know it anymore. Yeah. Our tech, our tech ventures, ventures. brought Yay. to you by Lakefront Brewery. And uh, as you all know, it is a victory Monday today, and we are the 11 and 3. Green Bay Packers, because we just beat the... Sh- no, we didn't really beat the shit. But we <laughs> escaped. <laughs> escaped Baltimore with a great one-point win over the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, guys, what is up? We are here. It is fine. It feels like it's been ages ago because I haven't seen you guys. Uh, but, you know... Wait. We, yeah, I had... I actually, we saw wait. you last... No, yeah, you we literally talked seven days ago. Yeah. Seven days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy what is time? Hey, what is time? <laughs> hey, but here, what, this is awesome. I love Victory Mondays. I love it when Aaron Rodgers goes and just slings it. We got record, you know, tying, you know, touchdowns. We also have uh, <laughs> a hold your breath special teams moments. We have oh. uh, the ungodly timing of uh, actually not ungodly, but it's just awesome timing from MVS to have a great game. And then we have the defense that gave us a lot of scares, but in the end. We know how much we love and miss Kenny Clark. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a victory. It doesn't matter how you win. If it's ugly or pretty, get the win, get the hell out, and go home and break a record is basically what that means. So, yes, NFC North champions for three years in a row. Suck it, all you other damn teams in the North, because you guys just suck, and, you know, it sucks to suck. But <laughs> <Sucks> to suck. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I thought we were gonna wrap this thing up like two weeks ago, but you know, it's okay. It, you know, the Vikings always give us a little number, you know, like they usually do. But in the end, we wrapped up business in that end, and we are now the the kings of the North, like we usually are. And uh, now it's our goal is on the number one seed, right? That's the biggest goal. Matt, your thoughts on Baltimore? It it always feels weird uh, when we had those AFC matchups. I mean, especially in Baltimore, I feel like the last time we played Baltimore at home, what was that? Was that like, like 2014? I remember 20- that game well because I remember Ray Rice quoting after the game that he didn't think Lambeau Field was that cool. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Like, I remember the, that. I'm like, what a loser. Fucking, yeah, the balls on out, the guy, right? The and balls. Then out to, and then he turned out to be a, a huge POS. So you Yeah, know, like, exactly. Very right. fitting. To make yeah, that we don't beat yeah. women, man. Um, So, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's always a weird game to have in the AFC. But, Matt, your thoughts on Baltimore? Uh, Mr. Huntley himself, not Mr. Brett Huntley. Uh, let's just be clear. I, I think half my family kept saying, is that Huntley? Huntley? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's be real. This guy. I didn't remember him being that good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Baltimore is a scrappy team. I mean, you know, they, despite the fact that they had, I forget the count was like 17 dudes on IR, a, a plethora of other guys who were out COVID issues, you know, a few weeks here and there. And, and I got to tell you, they pressed the Packers all four quarters. I mean, green Bay could not get a beat on how to kind of slow down that offense, which is head scratcher to me because it's like, were they preparing for a pocket passer and then they ended up playing against a runner? No, you were preparing for Lamar Jackson. You got his understudy and you still couldn't, you know, really bottle him up. But um, I got to get my, my hats off to Baltimore, man. I mean, they, they're fighting for their playoff lives. They still are. 
Um, and they give they give the Packers everything that they can handle. And, you know, I think we're all probably a little bit frustrated that they, they didn't close that game out and win by, you know, two scores or whatever it was. But the fact that they still won, they were tested. They had to overcome some adversity there. And, you you know, kind of those scenarios as you get closer to the playoffs could be invaluable experience to once again prove to your team, like, hey, even when our backs are against the wall, when we're tripping and, and things aren't looking our way, we can still stand tough, you know, at the end and get the win. Um, I granted it took the Baltimore Ravens to run another two pointer to try to go for the win, um, play call debatable, but you know, they defended it and they, and they, they came out a win and, you know, in a year from now, if we're talking about a Super Bowl victory or a recap in the season, we're not going to care that it was at the last play. It was just a W. So in the end, we're 11 and uh, 11 and three division champs. We're staring the one seat in the face, just got to handle our business. So all in all, it was a good day. Yeah. To call, <clears throat> quote my dad, uh, a win's a win, man. Yeah, I don't care how yeah. you do it. Uh, I don't care how it happens uh, to even, you know, echo Blaine's comment, you know, got to take it any way you can. Listen, uh, let me kind of rewind a little bit because I didn't think Sanjay was going to go four minutes for the intro here. Um, <laughs> but listen, I, I just I got to say a couple things. One, can you even for two seconds, like just take a moment, stop and think about the tumultuous offseason, everything we went through. Right. And we're still 11 and three. We're still back to back to back NFC champs, NFC North champs. That literally, Lafleur has won the NFC North every single. Like, think about he's anything else. He, he, it's unbelievable what is happening right now. And I just, I feel like we've we've spent so much time in the off season talking about all the bullshit, all the chaos, and even going into the season, we felt like I know we all sat here. We were all hyped. We all know the talent, but I still still think we had a lot of question marks, right? We had a lot of things we were like, I don't know. And I sure as hell, and I don't think any one of us would have said that we'd be sitting at 11 and three right now because we've played some really good opponents. And then if you factor in all the injuries, you, you mentioned Baltimore's laundry list of injured reserve and COVID players. Hi, welcome to Green Bay. Same situation. I mean, we had an entire offensive line that didn't even start week one. I mean, that's pretty incredible stuff. So besides that, I just want to give props to where props needs to be put because this team is persevering and they are winning yeah. and they are doing it in a great fashion, not a sexy fashion, but in a great fashion, a fashion when you do look back at that, you know, when you get that, that DVD, that Blu-ray, that VHS, whatever you're rolling with these days uh, at the end of the season, you know, where it's like, Oh, the recap of the 2021 season, you'll go through and be like, yeah, that was a good, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a crucial win. We needed yeah, to do I it. Still, I and, still watch the one that, from our Super oh yeah, Bowl. I you still rock 2010 all the time. And you think but, about that uh, Washington loss, you're like, Ugh. yeah, I know Ugh. it's so bad. <clears throat> but here's the thing with Baltimore, and I I always have the utmost respect for the Baltimore Ravens because they are a punch you in the mouth, gritty, hard defense, tough nose, well coached team. And I have tons of respect for Harbaugh, tons yeah. of respect for that defense, tons of respect for their special teams. They've always been fantastic, right? So I uh, I just all around respect for the Ravens. I think that the Green Bay Packers approach defensively, and I know we'll get into it more, but I do think it was a very much a similar approach as to the Justin Fields game against Chicago in kind of letting him run his, like if he's going to run for a couple yards, let him run for a couple yards, but we're not going to let him beat us deep. Right? So you saw a lot of five and outs, a lot of slants, a lot of quick outs, quick ins, things like that. Very capers ask type defense, right? Nothing long keep them inside. And so I think that's what it was. And it, that always appears to be so difficult to watch, right? We hate watching those games because you're like completion, 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 completion. You're do like, something. just stop, <laughs> do something. Yeah. And now we'll get into it obviously a little bit more. And there's always going to be the discussion of Mark Andrews because that was, there was some issues there, but I think the approach to it was, Hey, let's let this kid beat us, right? Let's, let's give him a little bit of space, but not enough space to just destroy us. And did it work? somewhat i think there's still a lot of things that needed to get tidied up there but ultimately at the end of the day it was a win and it was a gritty win and i think we left baltimore going okay we needed that we needed to get tested a little bit we needed to get checked now yep. it's time to uh now it's time to get into playoff football and i think that's going to be a big deal but a couple of players stood out a couple positions stood out negatively positively and we're going to get into those so ultimately man a win's a win i don't care how it happens uh, let's just keep rolling and keep going into the to the playoffs. I mean, I've seen our champs, baby. And, and Sanjay, champs. 
just before Sanjay hops in, I'm going to give him a second. But I want – we all were sweating the gauntlet part of our season, right? The part we all thought, oh, my God, like, what if we just totally go belly up? Let's remind you, Arizona win. Kansas City lost, but it was a close game, 7-13. Yes. Seattle, you won. Minnesota, you did lose. But Rams, you won. You got the Man. bye. Beat the Bears. Beat the beat the Ravens. Ooh. So, really, Ooh. you lost. You came out on top there, and I mean that's a huge testament to this team. We all looked at that five or six week stretch and said that's going to make or break the season, and it did for the better. Yeah, I mean we looked at that schedule, and that's why we can't. I've, season predictions or preseason predictions are obviously so you don't know what team you're going to get. Obviously, we didn't know we we're not going to have Lamar Jackson, but that's a game that we were like, oh, sh- maybe we'll probably lose because it's a running quarterback, right? And it's like, well, we kind of saw that running quarterback a little bit with uh, with uh, Huntley, but. I want to just kind of piggyback off your defense comment because like there was a point where you start to notice where your reserves are reserves. We've said that a lot, you know, the last few weeks and like, you're like, okay, can we just get through and just get one more week till we get John, you know, Z or whoever back. And you're starting to see it now with this, you know, long season, obviously 17 weeks, you're seeing like where some of the guys are like, dang, they're so close. You know, they're, they're, you know, like we saw Gary and, uh, Preston Smith getting so close to him, but then not succeeding. Uh, succeeding. Obviously, Kenny Clark, we knew that was going to be a big absence with him being on COVID. And you noticed that where just up the middle, Latavius Murray was just able to yeah. eat. Uh, and then obviously the two touchdowns that are not sorry, two touchdowns, but the last touchdown that Huntley had right was right up the middle. So I, I, I got to think that maybe some of that action probably wouldn't have happened maybe with, you know, uh, with Kenny eating up inside, but you're starting to notice at least, you know, the defense it's, it's very bend, don't break. But I mean, the last two drives were a little concerning because I, I still don't understand the, you know, when you're late in the game, especially after the fact that you didn't close it out with that throw to Lazard where, okay, maybe you hammer down, maybe, okay, maybe you give up that the, the one touchdown, right? Okay. All right. Hunt, you know, Huntley made a great play wide open to the left. He rolls in, you know, walks in. Right. But the second one really is alarming to me in a sense of, Where's the buckle down, you know, portion of the game where it's like, okay, you're only up one touchdown now. And the fact being, and Rogers was saying in his presser that they knew in like before they scored that they were probably going to go for two, right? Because they know that they couldn't stop the offense. Your mentality and your game plan, game plan and your, your, your prep work going into this game was probably like, these guys are aggressive. They're like the Chargers where they go for it on fourth a lot. They go for, they go for twos and they're probably going to go for, you know, the win, right? That's just the alarming part to me, where it's just like, where was the urgency? Where was like, there was a lot of coverage that was just so like, you know, bushy coverage where it's like, you know, obviously five yards out. It's like, we've seen it how many times before, but where we knew there was one target that needed to be stopped at the end on that last drive. And we didn't stop him. Right. Like that to me was the adjustment. I just couldn't, you know, fathom. And the fact being that Kevin King was one of the answers was to <laughs> Mark Andrews was another one. I couldn't fathom, you know, at least in the locker room or whatever they were, whenever they were talking about, cause Savage had, you know, a day that he probably doesn't want to remember, but he had the play at the end that mattered. So your thoughts, Matt, at least defensively and your thought. And I mean, I, I get it. Fred's right. Just get out of there, get the win. It's an AFC opponent. Maybe you'll see him in the Super Bowl. Probably not. Cause they, have a really tough time making the playoffs now, at least mathematically now, but uh, it's a win. I get it. But like going forward, especially with some of these teams that can lock it down with better quarterbacks than Huntley that had a kind of an errant throw in, in all honesty, they could shut that. They maybe, maybe they've closed down the game. I don't know, but Matt, your thoughts, at least defensively on that last drive, what you're uh, at least how nervous were you or how, how angry, I guess, were you? Oh, I was, dude, I was sweating bullets. I mean, I, I knew they were going to score at the end. It was right. just a question of whether they're going to get the two-point or not, and they didn't get it, thankfully. But I, I have the same concerns as you. You know, this is a team, I, albeit very well-coached, scrappy team. They know how to win. They know how to game plan and scheme really well. Um, but the Packers, you know, are the healthier team. They're the better team coming in, and you'd like to see there, when you get down to that last half of that fourth quarter, to shut shut the game down. I mean, you went from the Lazard overthrow. It would have been 38 to 17. The game is definitely over to having to settle for three. They go right down, touchdown, three and out, right down, touchdown. You know, it's like, where was the urgency at the end to stop them? I mean, in the end, it's a win. It's a win. So I don't want to get too nitpicky because, again, we were talking about an 11 win team here. But but nonetheless, you know, if that had been a more competent QB, you wonder if they're even in that situation outright because they're 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 losing, you know, so. Um, 
you know, I think like to you said, Sanjay, Kenny Clark was a huge miss. They clearly missed his production in the middle. I think that changed the entire complexity of the defense. If he's in there, that three or four man rush is much more potent than, than it normally is. And it wasn't yesterday. And they didn't really blitz a whole lot. They kind of sat back and they allowed, you know, Huntley to do his thing. So I don't know, Fred, did you see something similar? Because, you know, I thought that they were just being a little bit too passive for me and they almost let the game slip away as a result. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely an element of like a sheepish feel to it. Like we talked about it. We said that they weren't very aggressive um, and it just seemed like they didn't really bring much funk and juice into the game. 100% agree with that. There's no denying that. But what I will debate with you on that is that we are very injury riddled on that defense, right? We, lo- we, we do not have our best defensive lineman. We do not have arguably our best edge rusher outside linebacker. I mean, I still say it's Gary, but we'll say Zadarius Smith and we don't have our best corner in Jair. So it's, it's really hard to put to, to, to gauge exactly where this defense is and how good this defense is. Cause we've continuously gone week after week here without our star players. And it seems like we're getting more and more of them. Now, one of the absolute most beautiful parts of this win against Baltimore, ladies and gentlemen, was zero injuries. And that was one thing that we have not gotten out of most yeah. of these games the last few weeks with. So let's give a little props to that situation. That's a win in but itself. That is an absolute win. And we are going into this stretch right now. You know, We got through the gauntlet, right? We had the, the initial part of the season. We go through the gauntlet. We've obviously have, <clears throat> we have a ton of injuries, but we are very much on that cusp of Jair coming back, Bakhtiari coming back. Um, Myers, uh, was it Myers potentially coming back? Uh, Zadarius potentially. I mean, a lot of these guys are obviously we're, we're talking like, you know, now it's not like, oh, we we'll probably see him in a couple of weeks. It's coming. Like, it's could be, this could be week, next week. It's, next yeah. week. Mm-hmm. it's very much coming. So my thought process on it is, I mean, it, how do we, we, we can't leave a game like Baltimore in Baltimore and say, ah, I just didn't play right because we weren't there. It wasn't all the way there. Now. I mean, we're still putting players in the field. Those players should still absolutely contribute, absolutely attack, absolutely do what they're supposed to do. But I think the defense was called in the fashion to not let them fail, not let them fail drastically. Have but that's two weeks in a row, right? Two weeks in a row, but not really though, because the bears only had those two big plays. So they up 28 points. Like I agree. I 100% has been kind of. Absolutely. There's definitely points being put up. I mean, I agree. I mean, up, as opposed to the games prior to that, where our team really locked in on that third, fourth quarter and just shut people down. That's what we need going into the playoffs. And I think bringing Clark back, I think bringing some of those guys back is going to like give that boost, right? Say you're on that defense right now. Say you're Dean Lowry and you know, next week that you got Jair coming back. You got Kenny Clark coming back. You got the crew coming back. I mean, that's a different aspect to the game. And I'll also say to your comment about being a long season, which very much is so, it's pretty it's it's a weird catch 22 man because we got a guy like Jair coming back who's had 8 weeks now to basically just pr- get ready and have fresh legs Zadarius fresh legs Kenny right. Clark now has had a couple of weeks box That's dangerous mean, for everybody it's, else yeah. It's going to take a week or two to get them into the groove back but. into speed I mean it's just obvious natural ability but Man, I mean, if I'm anyone, if I'm anyone in the NFL right now, I'm, I'm a coach, I'm anyone, and I'm looking around the league and I'm saying that you don't have Jair, you don't have Kenny Clark, you don't have Bakhtiari, you don't have Zadarius, the list goes on, and this team's still 11 and 3. This yeah. team is yeah, still 11 I know. And 3 Rodgers. Like, yeah, fuck, I do not want to see them. I do not right. want to see them when they're healthy. And I'll guarantee you everyone's thinking that. Now, I don't know if we have to, like, I don't want to buy into that hype because we've all been burnt before with that. But the point being is that there's this team feels good. It feels special. There is some there's some little things here and there, but man, when it when it really matters, I mean, the run game looks good when it needs to look good. The pass game looks good when it needs to look good. Deguara has really looked good. Uh, he seems <clears> to he's kind of finding his niche a little bit in the offense. Big dog um, rolled the clock back. Big dog, David. Big dog, dude. <laughs> Maybe um, an emerging M- player coming out. MVS with those that that catch hands catch. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on, and we're starting to see some of those non jersey selling guys like Big Dog, Deguara, MVS, guys, guys like that, kind of stepping well, up. Which only means when like the good shit comes back, watch out. Look at the Ravens did the Devonte Adams yesterday. They literally put a guy on him and one over the top of the guy defending him. I've 
as Roger said, never seen anything like that. The ultimate respect, so you, right? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. you have to have other people. And that's always been my argument. Why they, I all about getting more weapons, but they had their guys step up. You had Marquez had a nice game, had himself some, some huge clutch catches, tough catches, by the way. Yeah. Um, big dog getting some, some excellent yak yards. I mean, even you, you know, Deguar getting some, um, well, and so Hey, the other guys Lazard is huge. Lazard, Lazard could have easily had over a hundred yards. I mean, easily. that catch in the end zone, a little out of his hands. He had that one terrible hander. drop on the right sideline. He had that other great catch. I mean, he had a really good game. I'll, right. I mean, I'll, obviously the drops were terrible, but a game where he was getting open, where he, the trust was there and he was finding those pockets. And that's a big deal. Everyone's always going to look at how many receptions versus how many drops. But the fact of the matter remains, he's getting open. MVS is stretching the field, which is allowing that to get open. Yep. DeGuara is kind of settling into that spot, which will be bigger than most of us think about when it comes into the playoffs. And then the running game. I mean, I got to be honest. I'm going to just throw it on the line here. I was never a huge, huge fan that we drafted AJ Dillon, right? I, I always felt like, ah, Jamal Williams is just good enough. Yeah. Do we need a big barreling guy? Like is that it, even the, in the is second that, round, right? Like that. Is was that even, like... yeah. Is that even the game anymore? I mean, we have Aaron Jones. I mean, it wasn't even about, Half of it was about who we had, and the other half was like, I don't know if I see it in this guy. I'm wrong, hundred percent wrong. Hundred. Yeah, that I dude, mean that dude runs. That dude lowers his shoulder. That dude finishes drives. He falls forward. I mean, all the cliches with the big back running back. He fits them, and he, he does, does. great. And he is going to be a wrecking ball come playoff and time. And that's shout exciting. out to uh, Tyler Davis, man. Coming out yeah, party for the guy, Bill Schrader. Just yeah, right. Before like, baby blocking. That's the huge thing. Blocking and setting and that up seam, good pass. That pass. seam catch, man. Exactly. Was that's so obviously the highlighted baby. thing. Maybe that could be a, a nice little like you know new tool, a new weapon. The biggest thing is that like Bobby you said, 2.0? all the possibly uh, is the trust factor that Rogers is yeah. trusting everybody. Now he loves his teammates as he's kept on saying, yes. I think it's just okay. a different type of thing where like maybe two years ago when you saw like J Moore and MVS and EQ, he was like, I don't have this trust, man. They're not putting the work and I don't know what to do. J Moore's mom doesn't even trust him. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, God. you know, it's good to see that, you know, he's adapting too, right. He's yeah. ad adapting to the team, adapting to a different style of like, you know, uh, I guess fluidity of being, a, a leader obviously um but real quick as we already know thank you everybody so much for joining us on this uh awesome victory monday i know there's obviously a lot of football today we have our our silly little uh brothers in the nfc north battling it out today uh right now uh but you know it's uh it's a game that you guys can check out after we're done but remember you know who we are we're the game on wisconsin and this is the future podcast and we are brought to you by someone so check this out the Freezer Podcast is brought to you by Lakefront Brewery. Lakefront Brewery is one of Wisconsin's largest crafter breweries. Since its founding in 1987 by brothers Russ and Jim Cleish, Lakefront has earned numerous awards and created many industry firsts. Currently, Lakefront Brewery offers more than 20 different beers in 30 different states and several countries. Lakefront Brewery tours are among the most popular in the United States, with over 100,000 taking the tour yearly. Unlike most brewery tours, Lakefront was one of the first to offer beer before, during, and after the tour. Brewing flavorful, high-quality craft beer has been their passion for over 30 years. They'd love to tell you their story over a pint and a tour the next time you're in Milwaukee. Visit lakefrontbrewery.com to schedule your tour today. Absolutely. And you know where to find us, obviously. This is the Sweep Studios, uh, where you can find everything that we have on our content on, you, uh, on YouTube, on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, as you can see our handles are below. Um, let's hey, when are we getting when are, when are we getting that beer from Lakefront? By the way, I know, right? We got to hand out some stuff, man. I'm we got to hand out some like, uh, some brewery tour stuff. I I think we got to our boys over at the Lombardi's Bar have our uh, our merchandise that we can hand out. So we'll get that to you guys, and we'll start something. Um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks here, we'll have a little giveaway. So please keep staying tuned to us every Monday at seven p.m. because we do have like cool stuff, and uh, I'm pretty sure. Fred was so close to be giving away something in the back of his room uh, on that 40 burger. And uh, it was close. I think with that, was you know, that likes, you know, if a couple of those touchdowns would have caught uh, anyway. Uh, so guys, just to kind of, <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Jacob. Right. Right. I, answers I mean, only right. Answers only right. Answers. Okay. Okay. Who's got, uh, who's got the better setups at the back, the flag kid or the, you know, the, uh, the flag. <laughs> 
Has anybody been is only talking about this background? None of those backgrounds. That's but true. That is true. You know, we do you. always just give you a lot of crap, but in the end, we always only less talk about is more. Stuff. Less is more. I don't. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> how, about okay, your, how about having okay. your own grandpa in the back of your goddamn <laughs> background, yeah, and then it's a in a jersey that's a different of the flex. team that we That's talk. a different flex. I can't. Do uh, so a little appreciation talk right now for Aaron. Charles Rogers. Uh, obviously, yeah. I'm still. I always rock this shirt as soon as he has a great game, and I'm just saying, pay the guy. You know, four more years, right? Uh, <clears throat> it's a really huge moment. Yes, here's the stats of his. Uh, <laughs> just unnut, insane, just unreal in the last four games. Um, something else I saw too was the uh, yeah, uh, Matt and I kind of saw it. It was the the player to hit 442 touchdowns <laughs> in the time frame that he's done it in starts. And the interception ratio to it is absolutely unreal. 93 interceptions to, like, all the guys ahead of him, Breeze, Brady, Favre, and I think Manning, was it, right? Yeah. Manning? Four other guys, so he's in the top five. And they all had, like, 200, except for Brady had 156. So, like, that is absolutely – I mean, as much as sometimes we used to say, oh, man, you just hold on to the ball too long. Well, you know what? He hasn't been holding the ball too long. He's been slinging it all over the place, and he is so efficient, so awesome – we always have so many awesome things to say about this guy, but just seeing a different in the last couple of years, especially this year with, you know, we don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year, but his openness to the love of the game, the love of his teammates, the love of the roster, uh, you know, and just seeing him be just a free man, right? Like just a, a an open individual and just giving everything he has on this last dance or whatever it might be. And then putting his, you know, heart out and his guts and everything like that you know, on the field with this toe injury and you can see him grimacing at the end, walking out of the tunnel. It just kind of really magnifies the greatness. Fred, I know you, obviously we all love Aaron Rodgers and I think it's just, Fred, your thoughts at least, especially when you see something, I mean, we saw the miss to Lazard, but that's fine, whatever it happens. But every touchdown, does it just bring that slight, just like your eyes a little watery and you're like, damn. And then the fact knowing that next week, on Christmas Day, maybe we'll get like three presents, right? Maybe we'll get a job present. Maybe we'll get a debuff present. And then maybe, most likely, we'll get a record-breaking touchdown present on Christmas Day. Your thoughts, at least, on Rodgers, basically now and you know, forever, you know, I guess we could say, uh, with the rest of the season. Um, well, that's an extremely loaded question. Sir. Yeah, you know what? Um, <laughs> load it up then, goddamn. Load it up, baby. Damn, yep. loaded potato. Like I'm extra sloppy. Um, I I'll say this. One thing is, I don't think he was mad that he missed Lazard throw. I think he uh, secretly is going to very much enjoy breaking that record at Lambeau. I guarantee you that Brett makes his way up to Lambeau. I I hope Brett comes to Lambeau for that. I think that would be very important. Just fitting for the situation. What? But to break it, what? He, you see it? He just got dudes walking around in his room. Is it what is what's yeah, going on there? It's oh, who, who who hey? Oh, oh hey. Hey. Keel in my house <laughs> flew all the way Legend. from San Francisco. Come Legend. here to see my kid. Not really me. But uh, he's drinking an up north beer, so he's really emerging himself back into being a Wisconsinite. Uh, if wow, I had a, yo. you know, if I had a spotted cow for him, that would probably be the the better way. So he's just gonna kind of chill back there. He might like, like he might look like a homeless person with the beard, but you know, he cut his hair, guys. You haven't seen him since the wedding where he had long hair. Now he has short yeah. hair. He loves, you know, he's got hey, the look. Your viewers don't care about me. Keep talking about the Packers. See, right there, <laughs> yeah, they don't no. care about him. Yeah. <laughs> Like he looks like you literally got like Fidel Castro sitting in the background. <laughs> they're calling you Fidel Castro back there, Akil. Um, no, I'm super, <laughs> hey, I'm super, super glad to see him. Akil is a legend, absolute legend in my mind. Um, but not as legendary as Aaron Rodgers. And right, no, 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 not as is, yeah, we're gonna get all that part. But here's the thing: is as it's gonna be magical. It's gonna be really, really special for him to be at Lambeau to do it on Christmas Day. I hope that, like I said, Brett is there. Um, but there's something to be said about the last two, three, two years, especially with what he's been doing. Uh, Matt, you've been watching the Packers since you were a little kid. Sanjay, you as well. We've all been watching it. Have you ever seen him smoother, happier, looser than he's played in the last two years? And he's brought this like new. It, uh, every time I see him, I know maybe it's the long hair. Uh, maybe it's some of the comments he's made. Maybe it's the you know Machu Picchu comment or whatever it is. But 
he just, it's like, he's has this good Zen feel about him. Right. And he's just calm. And, and it's what I've always thought when I've watched him, right. I've always assumed in my head that he just sees slow motion, right. He right. sees the, like, it, cause we can never understand exactly what's going on through his head uh, when he's out there, but he has to, he has to see it in a different speed, a different approach. And uh, he's super special. And I'm, beyond fucking grateful that he is here again and i hope to god that we have him for literally the rest i don't ever want to see him play for another team no, more so not. than i don't think i ever wanted to see brett Favre play for another team because at least yeah. when brett went at least when it happened with brett it hurt but i knew that he probably was never going to be as good as he was when he was in green bay and he got a lucky little streak there with minnesota right. but i don't ever want to see aaron because i think aaron could honestly play this game for another seven years and probably uh -uh. be successful at the at a, the highest of levels so um i hope that on christmas he gets his record i hope that um i hope that we win and i hope that we sign aaron Rodgers to a 10-year deal yeah after why well, maybe I, I like it. I made up my mind weeks ago, maybe months ago, that that I want him to come back and he deserves to come back. I mean, frankly, but I was reminded again why I feel that way yesterday when he made that pass over the middle to MVS. And when you look at <laughs> when you look at all the different camera angles, there's you quite frankly, Nothing. you look at like I don't even know one how you would even come to the thought of I'm gonna throw this and two <laughs> if you, and two if you do arrive at that thought, how? How are you able to do that between three or two or three guys and put it right between the eight and the three before it's getting hit? It's on. It's exactly. <laughs> and he, and he had someone coming. barreling down on him. <laughs> the, the man is unbelievable. And I've said it a hundred times in the show. I've run out of compliments. I, I've run out of things to say about him. Like there's nothing left to say yet. He keeps doing stuff and you're, and you want to find words. It's just incredible. It's legendary. It's something uh, you know, that you'll tell your kids about if we watch Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he, he's really something else, man. And I'm loving now that the kind of the national media is coming back a little bit, starting to recognize how great he really is and getting over some of this other, you know, off the field horse crap that, that we, you know, that I'm not really paying attention to. Um, yeah, right. but it's, but it's really, man, it's an honor to watch this guy play. And we've, we've become so, I don't know, accustomed to watching this level of quarterback play that even when he makes those passes in the moment, you're like, yeah, whatever, you know, that's just what he does. But then when you right. see it slowed down an hour or two later, you're like, holy shit, like, I can't believe he did that. So I'm, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm with you, Fred. I hope they bring him back. On the flip side of that too, man, like even when he like makes that missed throw to Lazard, right? You're like, Oh, geez, come on, man. You're <laughs> yeah, you're better you're than that, like, right. Or you're the, like, the, like, the Javante throw, right? Like, yeah, you're like yeah. frustrated with him yeah, and yeah. you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. Am I gonna go 21 for 22 today? Like, yeah, yeah. I bet. Like, you expect you know I mean? like, all the time. But, but no, yeah, we like we expect flawlessness from right. him, and I think that's that is a trait that we don't put expectation like that on on anyone. What presidents? No uh, <laughs> leaders. I mean, nothing. Like, I mean, honestly, like, no matter who you are, what you are. I don't think any of us actually expect perfection from anyone. We, we, we strive for it. We pretend to achieve it, but none of us, but with Aaron Rodgers, I think we do. I think we actually right. think genuinely it's a 30 because for 30, 400 yards, four touchdowns every game. And if it's not that, Pat is still, it's, bro. Pat well, is still. I don't know if he did it because well, think about a couple it. off throws. It's like, of course he did. he's a quarterback. When he throws, when he overthrows Lazard or he or he throws an interception, it's like it shocks you. It takes your breath. Right. You're like, wait, what? You're very huh? disappointed. Oh, you're, what? It's like when your kid like, just like, like watched, pooped his pants. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You watch the replay and you're like, oh, did he get hit in the legs? Did he fall? Did something yeah, happen? Yeah, he had. Did, someone had to have hit him. Did he slip? Did he get punched? Yeah. Uh, did someone put a laser in his eyeball? Like what? Like yeah. you're just you. You're like, there's just no way. But then you see him like throw that ball to MVS, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, how, how, wait, how is what? that even how is that even possible? But I you're right. Know. I watched angle after hey. angle on that, and I don't understand why anybody would and ever release that ball off their hands. No, no. Here, big shout out though, and I I think these three years that we've seen, and I think it's it's the marriage between him and Matt Lafleur. I think that yeah also changed his career. Mike McCarthy, maybe there was that bitterness and just the fact of just no, you know, we we've we've beat this you know horse a lot, but. The fact that you know there was no you know adaptation to the offense, there was really no like yeah. changing of anything, and then to get a young guy like this around his age 
you know, thriving to just succeed in the NFL as a head coach and getting the opportunity of the lifetime to be in Lambeau Field coaching Aaron Rodgers every Sunday just has shown you what what like greatness it was. I mean, shout out also maybe to you know Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekiss on getting the right guy. Um, but it comes full circle, it, circle, right? I think it also it's a great point, and I think it also comes back to power. Like, yeah. and I know that it's it's strange, but. We talked to, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember what we were talking about, but it was something along the lines of, you know, eventually when you have a coach and a player, right, who are so successful and so good at what they do, McCarthy being one of them, bringing back a Super Bowl, Rodgers obviously being Rodgers, you get to a point where they both are just elevating, right? They're starting to float up in that water of greatness. And eventually, they bar they start to butt heads, right? Who's better? Why are we better? Are we better talk because about of the this, coaching? Yeah. Or, throw this into your talk are, right now. Yeah, yeah. Throw, throw this. Are we better about coaching? Are we better about or because of Aaron Rodgers? And there starts to become a butt of heads. And right. I think that's where that started. And then it became, you know, Rodgers was switching plays and McCarthy didn't want him to because McCarthy was convinced that the plays were right, but Rodgers was doing blah 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 blah. So I think when LaFleur came in and LaFleur was like, hey. I have some great ideas, but you're like, I still want to run an offense that you think fits. We're going to still give you the, you know, the keys, but I want to be in the passenger seat. Like that was a, a, a marriage that, that Rogers needed to kind of revitalize. And I think it's been fantastic. And to think he's going to give him possibly back to back MVPs. Okay. Like, well, or, or, or he's going to give, LaFleur back oh, to shit. back to back NFC championships yeah, and yeah. <laughs> potentially back to back to back NFC uh, championships. I mean, that's, that's a, I, it's a pretty sexy marriage. It's nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a big thing too, Matt, your quick take on this is the fact being that the first year it felt like, oh my God, they're butting heads because Rodgers doesn't want to give up control, whatever that is on the line of scrimmage, blah, blah, blah. I, I know there was a lot of, you know, bullshit to that, but like, Maybe there was a lot of control with Rodgers because he was trying to marriage a little bit of the old with the new. But then these last two years, you've noticed where maybe it's Matt LaFleur has the control. Like he's giving him that, hey, two minutes or less, you know, uh, obviously you you have the freedom to kind of like, you know, draw some stuff up in the sand, obviously. But then we've seen him change as a quarterback, just checking down, trusting running yeah. backs out of the backfield, using the tight ends more, not always dependent on Devontae Adams. That's a little bit more controlled now in Matt LaFleur and letting him trust his system that he says, hey, look, I've got these plays, man. They work. They just trust the fact of it. I know you can put it on the money anywhere you want in the field. Just trust that they're going to be open because they're going to be, right? Yeah, I think the the marriage is working. It's working well. And I think part of the reason why is because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is like the old wizard. You know, he's he's wise. He's seen it all. He knows right. how to get around things. He knows how he knows what he's looking at. And you have Lafleur, who clearly is a, is a brilliant mind when it comes to calling plays or designing plays. But he's kind of more that new school, upbeat, you know, motion kind of guy. When you take that guy's philosophy and you take Aaron Rodgers, who's came up in the McCarthy ball offense, you know what I mean? Like they um you know, a lot of, lot of, you know, we all know what McCarthy ball is and they, they kind of get a little bit in between. And I think that's where it works is like you get some of the floor stuff and then Aaron Rodgers can throw his twist in there. And like you said, Sanjay, the floor clearly trusts Rodgers, you know, when he wants to audit a lot of something or he's got a play that he thinks going to work, he clearly gives him the green light to go ahead and do it. So as long as that's working and they're finding success, man, I mean, I would hate to rip these two apart for no reason this off season. Keep yeah. them together and yeah. ride this as long as you, you can. Don't do God's it for sake. the sake of a pick, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we have another game to talk about because that's what we do here, right? And that is Christmas Day. The Brownies are coming into town. And like I said, some some magic could happen. Uh, some early Christmas pre – actually, not even early. It's literally Christmas. So <laughs> Christmas <laughs> presents could be coming uh, to us on that afternoon. So don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll hit that all up. This is the Freezer Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boys from Lombardi's Bar, Dan the Bartender, Jimmy Christensen, Todd Barney here as well. You can catch us on Game On Wisconsin's YouTube channel every Wednesday, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. Who knows what the hell we're going to talk about? We weren't even sure what we were going to talk about in this promo. We're going to talk about Packers. We'll talk about some other stupid crap. And Jimmy and Todd will probably just make fun of me the most of the time. 100%. Yes, that's yeah. mostly what I'll do. So what we do best, check us out Wednesdays, 7.30, Game On Wisconsin. Yes, we are back. This is the Freezer Podcast. Remember, 
that we are also brought to you by our tech ventures the goal at our tech ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages turning their visions into successful companies since 2020 our tech ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that makes an impact on industries communities and beyond uh guys the brownies the Cleveland Browns. Hey, uh, one, yes. One one second before we get into Browns, because we should just really quick touch on this. Yeah, you're right. Fair, I didn't want topic. to, but we have to. Yeah, so... I know. I know. So let's just let's just each <laughs> let okay. Let's just each say our one thing about the special teams that Lead we don't like. Okay. Well, everyone will throw the ball and we'll grab it and we'll each say something. Um. <laughs> so here's here's my my Are we in a therapy session. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> if you get the cushy ball, it's my turn. All right, all right. Um. So the week prior, right, 100% blame being thrown straight at Mo Drayton, right? I hate on Mo Drayton, fires ass, get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. This week, I probably feel the same. But <laughs> I would also it. say I would also say that at some point, you have to start putting blame as well on the players, right? And I think we all right. have gotten to that point now where we're looking at this and we're saying, okay, there's seriously some issues with Mo Drayton. There's seriously issues with special teams in general. But there's issues with the team. There's issues with the guys on the field when they're out there. There's yeah. there's some questionable things that they're doing, whether it's stacking, whether it's running on the wrong side, it's whatever. And I, I don't know where the blame needs to be put, and I don't know what actually will happen. I know we're not going to fire Mo Drayton because we don't do that. We don't do midseason fires. But my biggest concern, right, because we all see it. We see the shit that is the special teams, um, the shit that's the players and the special teams, the shit that the coach is, whatever. <laughs> But my biggest thing, right? And my takeaway from this week's this week specifically was every time we would fuck something up, excuse my language, they would pan it to Mo Drayton and there looked like there was no concern on his face. Yeah. No he laughing on his he face. Laughing. He was like, like jogging over to the guys and be like, oh, get him hey, next time, buddy. Over there? Hey, did you drop that? Not a big nice deal. try. Don't you worry about it. So plenty of Christmas presents under the tree. Oh, we'll clean like, it up in practice. <laughs> What in the world was the, like? I want you to. I want you to grab his face mask and go. What the f are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. I want some Mike Holmgren and Bill hard. Schrader's face. It, my, well, like I thought I was losing my mind watching it because I was like, "Are you serious? Like, why are you not like you? I take you to a high school football game and I'll see a special teams coach beat the living crap out of a teenage kid, or I'll go to the college level and I'll see a college coach rip a college kid." to the core of both special teams, but our special teams who's making millions will literally sit there and he's like giggling and jogging over the guy. Like <laughs> next time, what in the world? Listen, listen, our, spe I, I thought this yesterday, our special teams is so bad that honest to God, I do believe that between the defense and the offense, they need to plan on scoring one extra touchdown to offset how God fucking awful that that unit is because between all the yards they give up, and the the muff and this and that like you need to you need to pad your your point total <laughs> to avoid a disaster. I mean, I was rolling on the floor laughing when they blooped that up, and I don't know who it was. Some dude wouldn't catch it, and then it rolled between another guy's legs. I'm like, these guys Garvin, are clowns. And then, They're clowns. Yeah. They don't yeah, respect bro. them. They're like, oh, we're just gonna bloop this up. We know you're gonna blow it, and they did. And they then did. when the, I don't think they're <laughs> the the state of Wisconsin was definitely quiet when <laughs> when the when the the onside kick came up everybody was holding their breath they were reaching for blood pressure medication they were they were covering their eyes i'm like oh my god can you imagine can you even imagine what's about to happen here thankfully it didn't but there wasn't anybody who was who wasn't thinking that nobody was thinking that right. i got two things really quick one can you imagine the outcome of an actual game with an actual special teams, right? Where we have decent field or field uh, position coming out of offense and actually like not having to be concerned about having starting at a four yard line because we muffed three punts or giving God. the ball to them. That's one thing. And two, dude, if you don't believe for five seconds that I didn't have Brandon Bostick's Twitter <laughs> handle we on and ready to rock. For no reason, I was about to tear ass apart. <laughs> All right, believe it. But I, what AJ Dillon did yeah, his job. Yeah, he did. Right, exactly. He didn't AJ try to do someone trust. else's job. Yeah, hey. He did his job. First off, shout out to Channon Sullivan catching the ball. Maybe new punt returner. Who knows? And yeah. <laughs> hey, how about Aaron. Aaron Jones back there, though? I called. Yeah, that. I Aaron, said Jones Aaron Jones and Amari Rogers actually had one good return. I mean, Until, I was shocked, and it was only because we held. Yeah. <laughs> And then we held, right? And then it turned into a penalty. But 
I got one thing. I got one thing, and I'm just gonna move right on to the Cleveland Browns because this yeah, go for is it. absolutely stupid that we just spent. Sorry, at least we seven open minutes the on the time. special team. But Charlie, I hope you're sleeping. And oh, he's about to cover your earmuffs. Fuck you, Mo Drayton. I don't give a shit. I don't. I, I, after after what Mr. Fred just said, the fact that you have the audacity to be smiling. After things like this it hits the fan, I saw them pan over to see Matt LaFleur, and he literally looks left, and he's like in disbelief. And yet you're like, and then I saw him do this. Like, what are you, what are you doing with mean. your mouthpiece, bro? What are you doing? You're in disbelief? No, you're probably just like, like you said, yeah, good job. You're still going to have Christmas presents under the tree. No, <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. I really it's- am. It's I, terrible. I can't and you're, stand this asshole. I really, and you're right. If I saw him at Festival Foods, I'd slap him. I really would with a bag of cilantro. I really you'd would. ask for his autograph. A bag of cilantro? No. <laughs> <laughs> ask for his autograph. No, I don't ask clowns for autographs. I hate clowns, okay? And he happens to be a clown. And so unless he somehow gets a kick return, a kick return, or a block punt, or some sort of 68-yard field goal, I'm never going to say I like Mo Drayton. Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's a great family guy. Good for you. You're a fucking horrible coach. That's it. <laughs> His name is Maurice. <laughs> and first of all, a bag of, well, a bag of cilantro. At least grab like a big old loaf. I don't know, man. That's the first thing I can think of in the produce section. But you know what's great, though? It's like, you're so right. Like They, they, they showed Lafleur, and then they showed Mo Drayton. And Lafleur, Lafleur literally looked like when I'm standing like, somewhere and, and Amanda like makes a comment to me and I'm like, yes, that's what he was doing. He yes. was like, you could tell he wanted to just he wanted to look over at Mo and be like, you, Maurice. And all and you see him do is, yeah, like no one's even on that. No one. There's no one on the other side. There's no possible. Nobody's way talking to, to you. Believe me, nobody's, nobody's talking to you in the headset. I'll you were tell cut you that off right long now. ago. Yeah. Like, how does all he right. go? How does he go to work on Monday and not think? Like, how does he walk into 1265 and I know. be like, today's going to be a good day? Wait, like, it just can't possibly I wish, I wish we could tell our loyal fans what we heard from you a week ago. I really wish we could because it'd just be funny. But anyway, hope, hey, you know what? Have a beer with us sometime at Lakefront Brewery, and you'll maybe find out the story that <laughs> that friend told us. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the Browns, all right? The Browns are coming into town. I'm assuming they should get... Browns are coming into town. (laughs) This is a big L. Hey, you know, there's that joke, right? Like, I'm going to... I'm taking the Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl, right? And you're like, what? And they're like, no, I'm just taking a crap, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a a good one. Anyway, dad joke. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're coming into town. You'd like to think that uh, Baker Mayfield, their coach, Kevin Stefanski... I don't even know who they got. So many goddamn people out. I I can't even tell you the list. I think uh, I think we have Strauss gave it eighteen players. I think <laughs> I I think that was what his thing was. I maybe I'm wrong on that. But Miles Garrett comes into town, which I'm a little nervous about that because that's what I want to start out with is the defensive side of ball because swinging as, Miles Garrett, yeah, <laughs> beating people in the face. Right. Uh, our offensive line has played moderately well you know like they've had their moments you did see quite a few sacks i think there was four sacks last night um but they've done well but now you have two of the best pass rushers in the game coming into town and we i'm not i'm not right we've seen that before but we didn't have you know dennis kelly in at that time we we had a little we had billy turner we had one punch turner and we had uh at that time elton jenkins at left tackle and now we have Yoshi who's been handling himself a little better, like the Rams game. But now you have Miles Garrett and you have uh, Jadavian Clowney coming into town. I want to get your thoughts, Jadavian Fred. Clowney ain't shit. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. You know, he's a name and he, he understands how to play all the right, game. All right, all right, all right, all right. And you're a resident offensive lineman. So uh, your thoughts, at least defense uh, on their end of it. I mean, I don't even know. I didn't watch the score. Did they end up coming back and beating the Raiders? I don't even know what happened. They this lost. Week. So, they lost. Okay, so they're coming off a loss. They didn't have their squad. Obviously, they're going to have a nice, you know, motivational, you know, way to get themselves ready for the game. But how do we not lose fact of the site that hey, this is still a really good roster that's coming into the, you know, into town, especially on the defensive side? Your thoughts, Fred? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of talent like defensively. I mean, it's it's another one of those like Charger teams, right? Like they've drafted guys that I've had such high expectation and thoughts about. Denzel Ward, uh, Craig Newsom, or Greg Newsom, um, you know, bringing in a, a Wusu, uh, Greedy Williams. I know has had some issues. Grant Delpit they brought in. Right. There's a lot of Ward, though. Ward, DeCarris McKinley. I mean, there's a ton of talent on that defense. The issue or the, the thing that I'm going to come back to, two different things. One, this feels like a classic Brown situation, right? <laughs> they start to fail. They're dumpster fire situation. <laughs> like such good talent, but everything's starting to kind of unravel. Things are looking bad. Loss <laughs> after loss after loss. Um, wow, is that my son just coming with a stat right there? Stat. Hey, throw that back up. That's a good stat. Um, very good stat. Good job, bud. Um, and then offensively, like, here's the thing with our offensive line. Like, obviously we can talk all day about the, the situation that we're in and that the situation is dire, right? I mean, we're, we're missing our starting center, starting left tackle, Elton Jenkins, all that stuff. We can go over that all day, but they persevere, man. They just seem to, they got it figured out. And it's not, I don't know. I don't know if it's a talent thing or if it's a Stenovich thing. I don't know what it is, but it's, (laughs) it's, it's a combination of, what I think it is, is I think it's a combination of Stenovich. I think it's a combination of Hackett. And I think it's a kind of a uh, combination of Aaron Rodgers understanding the situation that's at hand, right? So you're going to go against a team like Cleveland with Garrett and Jadavian, and you're going to play to that defense, right? You're going to find ways to get rid of the ball. You're going to find <clears> ways <throat> to bring them in and then catch them on the outside. You're going to do the things that you need to do catch to win outside. that game. Catch me outside, baby. Catch me outside. Um, so that's what I think is important. The other thing is um, I actually, and this is going to sound crazy because I mean, Elton Jenkins is going to be an eventual hall of famer. I think that Boxiari could probably be hall of fame, but um, I, I can't imagine there wouldn't Diff be a reason. Hook? I'm just, <laughs> um, I just think that I, there's some, I'm excited <clears throat> about Kelly and Royce on that right side. There's something like there's some issues. There's some there's some flaws because they're getting their groove in. They're kind of figuring it out. But that's that's a right side of the offensive lineman that I honestly think if they had to be and they probably will be going into the playoffs, I feel very comfortable with. And that's pretty wild to say because you're talking about two very important positions. But those two on the right side, big dudes, hair flowing, looking like an Alabama string band. I am ready for that right side of that offense line. Matthew. Oh boy. Well, you know, the, the <laughs> Browns are, you know, they did take a loss today. You know, we beat the Ravens, the Steelers somehow won, but they're still kind of in the thick of things. So they have a lot to play for. And I think basically this is probably going to be their season. If they drop another one to us, right. I don't exactly. know that they can, I don't think they have any chance Hence of classic Browns. Like I feel exactly. like this is where it is, you know, like, so, but at the same time, you know, the Packers are, similar story i mean they are they want that one seed and the the scenario right now is if they win the next two and they can get the cowboys to lose to the the cardinals which is very plausible on the road they don't even have to worry about showing up week 18 against the lions so i think green bay is going to be uh ready to go for this one but i'm not going to pretend like i like i know the browns roster inside none i just don't um but i do know as you guys mentioned they have a very good defensive front i think the packers all year have been very very good at mitigating some elite front sevens they've they've gone against the Niners the Rams you know the Steelers the Bengals you know obviously the Bears a few times um the Vikings you know and they really not let any one of those you know elite pass rushers or front sevens kind of dominate the game and take them out of it they've been very good and that speaks to not just the talent but obviously coach Steno who's done a phenomenal superb if there's like an assistant coach of the year I I don't know how he wouldn't win it because I don't agree I've you talk about turning water into wine. That is that is what's going on here with this offensive line. Um, so so that gives me a lot of confidence going to this game. The, the Brown strong suit's going to be that front that front seven, but I think Green Bay has the horses and the and the smarts and the coaching to kind of offset it. You're going to probably see a lot of you know quick passes, maybe try to get that run up the gut a little bit while they're overcommitting to some of the the pass rushing. Um, but but I like the Packers' chances up front there. Offensively though. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, man, he's going to want to get that touchdown, right? He's, he's zeroing in on that record. He's zeroing in on, you know, Brett Favre there. So, you know, he's going to have the extra motivation. Um, 
I, to me, this is this is kick kick the guy while they're down. The Browns are hurting. They've had guys in and out of their lineups. Who knows who's going to be available for this game? They're going to be in an extra short week. You know, they played today, and now they got to play Saturday again. Um, so the Packers have the leg up there in terms of being a little bit more well rested. Obviously, injury not as not as banged up as they are. Um, but are we going to go right into like you know predictions here? Can I? Can I? Oh yeah, we are, into... baby. It's that. Right. Yeah, you just know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we're going to parlay it. I don't know. I'm hey, you that didn't seem not, hey that was not necessary, sir. Sir, sir, sir I was anticipating a, a shitty prediction, so that's all. That's all. Listen to me, great prediction. I think this is a Christmas the Christmas game. We're all gonna be delivered, you know, <sighs> packages and, and presents from the Packers and of the burgers. Formal. There's gonna be burgers, boys. There's gonna be burgers. Hey! Really? 42 to 10. The Packers are gonna show the Browns. 42 to 10. They're gonna beat the crap out of them. Exclamation point. I just feel it. They're due for it. They're in front of the home crowd. They've been saying due for it for like five weeks now. Six weeks now. Now is the time. Now uh, is the time. Uh, Fred Zilla. 40, 42 to 42 10. 42 to that's, 10. That's, a, that's, that's big, big, that's big right there. Big, big, long energy. Um, yeah. I love it, man. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, I so I touched Killing a little bit fire. on the defensive side of it. I'm going to go uh, offensively for us, you know, clicking, right? Everything seeming to kind of start to go. My biggest shout out or my biggest thought process I'm going to throw to you guys, you you two especially, is chill out the first quarter, guys. Oh, you don't stop. win a game in the don't first make quarter. Me get, don't Enough. make me get the chat out. Don't my make gosh, me. I will. The last, literally last. I'll week, have Strauss go scrolling through and screenshot. You, you, well, yeah, my, my screenshots are you d- hanging on on a bridge. I got to play oh, third eye blind. Oh, Listen, go. it's ridiculous. I'm like the so. No, you guys are ridiculous. Both of you guys are ridiculous. And you know what, Matt? You know what? I did. This I failed all... you miserably by pick. Listen, I failed you miserably, Matt, by picking against us. This is but all your BS. damn negativity in the week in the first quarter is really stre- stressing me out a little bit. At least, I don't tweet, at least I don't tweet about it anymore. I've, I've cleaned that up. Yeah, touche, touche. Very well done. <laughs> Proud of you. Stayed off grown up. Thank You've you. Really thank grown you. up. Um, all right, so here's the deal. I think offensively, I think we just outmatch them, right? I think they're they're very small in the secondary, and I think we're gonna uh, expose that with Lazard, MVS over the top, and then obviously Adams. I think there's not a single person on that secondary that can even come close to matching up with Adams. <clears throat> not most teams have that, obviously, but I really don't think that Ward or any of those guys are even close to ke- keeping up with Adams. Technically, um, that being said. It's Christmas. Aaron Rodgers has a record to break. Um, It is is going to be, there's no way on this earth that Aaron Rodgers has the mid game Christmas game record and just goes in there and lays an egg. Not going to happen. Just doesn't happen. Not going to happen. So I'm going to go with. Do it. You know you want to do it. Don't do it. it. It's not even possible. Sanchez is going to follow it up with it. Well, I think it's going to be a snoozer. 13 13 (laughs) to 9. You don't know me. Here's the deal. deal. I'm going to go 45 to 21. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw six touchdowns. He's going to have an electric day. He is going to take over the MVP. He is going to get his number one. He is going to secure the the number one seed in the NFC. And it's going to be a legendary day. It's going to be the best Christmas we ever had in our entire life. It's going to be the best Christmas for Arjun, his best first Christmas ever. And it's going to be electric. And I will also say, if we do go over 40, the bet's still on. Someone will get something from this room. I don't know what. It's not something from behind me because these pieces are way too legendary for that. But I have some really great shit. So if we do go 40 burger on Christmas, I will be more than happy to double down. I'll give you two Fred's going to play Santa Claus if 40, 40 burgers are happening. 40 burgers, Santa Claus, Santa Fred comes out. Santa Fred, Santa Fred. And I'm going to do it just because I'm so damn excited seeing Akil in the background. That's right. (laughs) All right. I wanted to pick us to lose, but I don't want to be the Grinch. On Christmas, don't right? do that, Grinch. You not. Don't you do Grinch not. that shit. I mean, I, the only reason I said that is because I want to get past Matt. Matt and I are tied in the predictions right now, at ten and four. So I want to be like up on it. So like sometimes you got to just say a you know a prediction just to, like the Terry know. Bradshaw. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna pick us to lose. Uh, we're coming off this high. It this is a great streak that we're on. Aaron Rodgers is killing it. In the past game, I just I just think he's just on a whole different level. It doesn't matter what defense you throw at him. It doesn't matter what defensive 
uh, you know, linemen are going to be coming at him. If it's Miles Garrett, if it's, you know, Jadavian Clowney, or if it's, you know, God himself, uh, it's not going to stop Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going 49. Hey, wow. I'm going to go with Fred on this one. Six touchdowns. Hey, six. Please do. I think he's just going to have a record day. I, I, See, we're I all think feeling it. This is the day that he just says points. that he wants the MVP. It doesn't matter what happens <laughs> the next two weeks. This is the day that he just says, I want in. back-to-back MVPs. I don't care if you think I'm not vaccinated. I don't care if you think I'm coming back or not. I want a second MVP before Max. I just say, Matt. So Four MVPs. Four what, I mean, MVPs. What, a, what, a perfect, what a perfect situation for Aaron Rodgers to walk in and be like, hey, you guys all talked about me all offseason? Merry motherfucking yeah. Christmas. I Check got it. two MVPs. I got four in MVPs. Yeah. I got the three back-to-back back championships. I'm yeah. going to do it all. And yeah, keep your change. Hey. You the animal and suck it, Florio. Everybody, thank you so much for following us. Loving our show. Coming in every uh, Monday at 7 p.m. before Monday Night Football. This crap is not even good anyway. Stupid Bears and Vikings. Uh, okay. I'm not going to speak on behalf of Matt and Fred because this is a really special moment. And, you know, my son gets to spend Christmas for the very first time in this world. And I'll let these guys real quick. We're going to go over our time. But Christmas is such a huge time for everybody. And I know it is obviously everybody else here. I'm going to leave the floor to Matt and Fred. But we wanted to say Merry Christmas for the Freezer Podcast. We want to say have an awesome holiday. Enjoy the Packer game on Sunday. Or sorry, Saturday. Sorry, sorry. And just enjoy the fact win or loss, you're with your family. You're with the people you love most. And you know what? It's a great time of the year. Fred, go ahead. Yeah, yo, Christmas is is uh is different, man. As you get older, you start to struggle a little bit more with Christmas. You start to struggle with making sure you get to everyone's house on time. Do you have enough presents? Have you do you have enough money in the bank account? There's a lot of shit that really gets you bungled down with Christmas. And I'll say there's really two reasons for Christmas. One of them is far superior than the other, and uh, that is to celebrate Jesus, and that's my number one. But number two, it's to be with your family and your friends and just enjoy the time, man, because there's a few people in my life that I don't get to spend Christmas with anymore that I would probably give my left leg for. And there's a couple on, on the, on the fringe that I might not get to spend another Christmas with. Um, but then on the same breath, you're also blessed with people like Arjun and you're blessed with people like Charlie, who you get to spend a lot of new Christmases with. And so you have to be thankful. You have to be grateful. Um, and you have to enjoy every little bit of it, even the crazy, the loud, the, the obnoxious, the, the, the money, all that stuff. And just enjoy Christmas and uh, and know what the, the true reason for the season is. I, I have nothing to add to that. You guys brought enough cheese for the three of us, so Merry Christmas to everybody. That was well, well <laughs> Madison, stated. we love that you. Well we stated. love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Madison, Merry Christmas to you. Hey, with that being said, that's Fred. That's Matt. Go, Pack. Pack go. go. Yeah, go, Pack, go. <laughs>